You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Oh, uh, it's it's November right now. The wife is already watching uh, the Hallmark Channel, which is ridiculous. It's Unnecessary Roughness. She's already like fully invested in Hallmark Channel movies. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. Presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. The shows are the same every single time. It's one of the things that drives me crazy is that channel. On Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. It doesn't matter where it is. It doesn't matter what episode it is. It doesn't matter what the setting is. They're all the same. Here's your boy Q. Boy, oh boy, I can't wait till this hour gets wrapped up. Don't have to hear too much more about the Hallmark Channel. But here we are, kicking off hour number three of Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm in Studio Q, the home studio, brought to you by the Jewels of Las Vegas. Instead of watching the Hallmark Channel, you should go to the Jewels of Las Vegas and get hooked up with something that's nice, some bling bling, right? Get some customization done, and that'll be good for you. Who needs the Hallmark Channel when you've got the Jewelers of Las Vegas? Jewelers, thejewelers.com. Make sure you go check them out. Jared Justice, he's back at the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, and he has company in studio, and that is Sylvia Alvarado Wagner. Oh, hey, I just got married. Mrs. <laughs> Sylvia Mrs. Alvarado Wagner in the building. How are you yeah. doing? Welcome back. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm doing good. It's it feels good to be back. I was a little rusty when I went on air today. Uh, you were comp. Look- you were a little rusty when you uh, first became a wife, apparently, when you uh, <laughs> flooded the bathroom. No, I halfway flooded the bathroom. Okay. Uh, what, what else did you do? I locked us out of the house. Nice. I broke a glass trying nice. to, uh, to be a domesticated wife. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I and, love it. Uh, yeah, that was all within, uh, I don't know, 72 hours of getting married. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, what could go wrong, right? What could go wrong? Hey, I, I told I told Iggy he's got a he's got a sixty day return policy, so if he needs a return, <laughs> I think after uh, the the flooding, he was like, "Oh, this is my life." Yep, this it is, is my life for the rest of my life. It is. Well, I wanted you to come in, and first of all, off top, uh, congratulations! Your wedding was awesome. Uh, Thanks thank for you. you know allowing me to be a small part of it. And I thought it was a lot of fun. We we had a great time. Yeah, myself and the wife. you were we had the a great uh, time. you were the MC. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, I was the MC that was supposed to be like more in charge of than what I thought I was. That's be true. In charge of. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. it happens. <laughs> they were asking him. So when should we cut the cake? So when should we do this? Right. When should we do that? I was like, I don't care. Whenever you want to. <laughs> what did she tell you to do? <laughs> I'm just a dude, man. I'm just here. I'm just here hanging. And you I know got, what? Uh, huh. People thought I would be more bridezilla. I can understand that. Yeah. A lot. Of, a lot yeah. of. A lot of ladies go bridezilla, and you. You have a tendency to get a little. Uh, a little froggy at times. Uh, what does that mean? What I mean froggy. You, yeah, I mean, you know, you're feeling froggy. Leap. Sometimes you're ready to leap. I'm just saying. You got a little edge to you at oh, times. Okay. I mean, yeah. But I was so chill that day. You were. I was you, super chill. I wasn't yeah. even drunk. That's. I was sober. That's. Well, you, I wasn't. <laughs> I know you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that made one of us because I was not. <laughs> It was Saturday. We were having a good time. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, no, that, that was fun. Uh, congratulations again. That was great to be a part of. And uh, you guys had a beautiful, uh, you know, ceremony and, and, oh, and uh, reception. The reception was awesome, right? I just yeah. had a great time out there hanging out with you guys. I have to ask you, as Jared has put me through torture all day today. What's up? Are you a Hallmark <laughs> Channel fan? I don't watch the Hallmark Channel. I like the store. The, oh, the Hallmark store? Yeah. Where is it a bunch of cards? 
Yeah, it's like a bunch of cards. It's like little knickknacks. It's, I don't know, like cute stuffed animals. I don't know. Yeah, that's a bunch of wasted money. But it's that's not okay. a bunch of wasted money. It is. It's like Valentine's Day. Like Valentine's Day is oh, a waste of money too. Oh, I love Valentine's Day, and not because oh, I I want to get like no, I I love the colors. I love everything like girly. It's like all roses and hearts and stuff. You could do that any day. You don't have to wait till February fourteenth. I know, but that's when it's like really popular. <laughs> that's when, <laughs> that's when okay. you see more hearts and stuff. Coming from the lady who uh, is able to draw some fantastic stuff, but it doesn't really seem Valentine's-like, if I'm correct. Oh, like my art? Yes. It's all pinups. Okay. Yeah, there you, there you go. go. Yeah. Jared, Jared's eyes just got big when you <laughs> said pinups. He's like, wait, what are you talking? What kind of pinups are we talking about here? Well. Yeah. Should have brought you in here a long time ago. Yeah, no, the Hallmark Channel is the worst. And uh, do you, well, do you watch the movies? I don't. The wife watches them, and she loves because them. She, she started watching them at, like, Halloween. <laughs> no, because they're senseless. It's the same story, just packaged differently. It's there the was, pack- I, there was the packaging's meme, barely differently. There was one meme where it was like a bunch of, uh, I guess, covers or posters for the Hallmark Channel, and it was always like the girl is in red, the guy's in green. Yeah, and they're like together, mm. and it looked exactly the same. Thank you. See, that's exactly <laughs> what I said. But that's the fun of it. It is not fun at it's, all. It's like watching wrestling. You watch I don't the, watch wrestling. I, I watch wrestling. I love the WWE. It's just mindless entertainment. It is mindless, that's for sure. I don't know how entertaining it is. I mean, it's it's terrible. So yeah, that's 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 awful. But did you uh, guys put the Christmas tree up? No, no. I don't, even put, I don't even put a Christmas tree up. You don't? No. Why? But for Christmas? I mean, look. If you got an option, wow. let me ask you this. Wow. This is the option. This is the option that I told the kids years ago. Uh. Would you rather a have a tree or b have presents? I want presents under the tree. Well, how about you get presents under the table? <laughs> that, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. That sucks. What? Where's the me- where are the memories? The memories are are uh, wow. my receipts that I have from spending suck. all that money. <laughs> did you did you even do like Santa Claus or anything like that? No. What do you mean Santa Claus? Oh my god. You you gotta. St- what? Oh my God! Be careful, because if, if we find I didn't gotten... say he wasn't real. Okay, I didn't. Again, he didn't say he was. He wasn't. He's not saying that he wasn't real. I'm just saying, do you do Santa Claus? No. How are you not making memories with your children? Look, I make all the memories I need when I swipe my credit card, and they uh, they get what they want. <laughs> and then he gets the bill. Later. And I get the, the bill. bill. <laughs> I got the memories. You know when you you know when you go somewhere. <laughs> Those memories like, are not fun. They hurt. <laughs> right. You know when you go somewhere, and they're like, "Do you want a receipt?" It's like, no, that's just evidence. It's evidence of what I've already done. No, I don't want the receipt. No. No, because you see it in your bank statement. Exactly. That's, that's just like a double reminder. Exactly. I hate waking up the next morning and going into my pocket, and all of a sudden a, a long receipt comes out, and I'm like, oh, that uh, was bad. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that Ouch. That yeah, and you're exactly. like, that one, we, we didn't need to buy that one. No, no, we should have watched the Hallmark <laughs> Channel instead. <laughs> <laughs> it all circles back. It all comes back to the, the Hallmark Channel. So what do you got going on now, now that you're uh, – now that you're 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 married. Now that now, I'm domesticated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you gonna learn how to do dishes yet, or are you gonna keep breaking them? Uh, well, okay. So when I broke the the glass, okay. Um, he, my my husband said, "I'll finish the dishes." 
He's already given up. He's already given up. Oh, he's broken. Oh, and then I also what did else I do? So uh, we have these blinds, and and granted, they're they're a little bit older. So when I was like trying to open the blinds, I guess you have to like twist it before you 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 push the blinds to the side. Yeah. So um, when I was uh, I, I tried to push it, I like held the handle to the blinds. I don't know. I don't know how to explain. It's, I broke it somehow. That that's the end of the story. Of the story, just I broke the, the handle to the blinds. To the it basic just, blinds. It that just, you went, just twist to open. Yeah, I just went. Boop. Oh my goodness! And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's right there, Jared. <laughs> right there. That sound that she just made. That's the sound she makes every time she when does I, something wrong. When I flooded, halfway flooded the upstairs bathroom, uh, I I I you know stepped out of the the shower and I just heard a. <laughs> And I go, oh, <laughs> oh no! And then my husband came in. He was like, "What happened?" I'm like, "I seem to have forgotten how to take a shower because I put the shower curtain over the bathtub instead of in the bathtub." So the lesson here is: any uh, any any fellas out there that is watching the Hallmark <laughs> Channel and they decide that they're going to get married, make sure that the basics are covered before you do that. <laughs> listen, I don't know what came over me. It was a bad week. It was an off week. It was a great week, but it was a bad week. It wasn't a bad week. You just said it was a bad I week. I mean, I was bad. Yeah. I was having an off week. There you go. There you there go. We go. Well, we, we need to get you back on. <laughs> we need to get you back <laughs> on. <laughs> Unbelievable. Maybe this domestic life isn't for me. <laughs> How bad was Iggy saying, like, hey, uh, why don't you go on back to work? <laughs> <laughs> Once. Yeah, exactly. You know what? This like, is great. He was like, you know what? Uh, why, 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 not, why not the six? Why do we have to wait until the eighth to come to go back to work? Why do we have to, yeah. Why do we have to wait till the eighth? That's why he's my guy. That's that's exactly why he's my homeboy. Yeah, he's you know what? He's gonna call me on Friday, and be like, "Cue, you got time for a drink, brother?" She is wearing me out. <laughs> she broke another glass today. Right, exactly. And don't even get me started on cooking. I haven't even started that. Well, that, he's got that covered, so you're good. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, if he wanted me to cook, I'd be like, "Oh, yeah, yeah there, boy." Iggy, Iggy, Iggy. Man, uh, let's all pray for him. He's going to need it. He's going to need all the prayers out there. Oh, boy. It was oh, fun, man. though. I bet. I bet. Fun. Well, again, like I said, without poking too much fun at you, congratulations again. Ah, thank uh, you. Everyone here at Raider Nation Radio uh, 920, we all wanted to, you know, give you the big congratulations and give Aww. a big over-the-radio hug to you. Ah, and, thanks. Uh, you know, and, and like I said, prayers to Iggy. He's going to need them. Oh, jeez. So. Come on. <laughs> but if you want to hear, hear, hear Sylvia when she's doing what she does yeah. really well, which is not cooking, which is apparently flooding the bathroom and all that other stuff, uh, check her out on Comp yeah. 92.3. Yeah, 10 check to... Check her out uh, in the midday. Yeah, 10 to 2. Uh, there you go. The domestic wife life ain't for me. All right. I heard that. Hey, that's no. all right. That's uh-huh. right. Hey, as long as long as you can tell us what song we're listening to and what prizes hey, are coming man, up, we're I good. could do that all day. <laughs> I got you. There you go. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Bye. See ya. There she goes. The not too domesticated Sylvia. She's gonna work on that though. We'll have to check back in with Sylvia in a few months and see how the whole thing is coming along to see how she's working on things. But uh sounds like she's struggling a little bit. But it's all right. Who doesn't flood the bathroom every once in a while? Besides nobody. But, it, you know, it happens. So, anyway, with that being said, Jared, uh, we got Devontae Adams, right? He was at the podium a little while ago. Let's go ahead and go out to the Intermountain Health Performance Center and hear from the star wide receiver, Devontae Adams. Devontae, uh, you know, obviously it's not every snap, but what thoughts on the guy who will probably be, you know, primary, primary guy covering you, Sauce Gardner, uh, first 
first first first all team all pro in the rookie year since Ronnie Lott. Thoughts on going up against him and what he brings? Well, I look at the tape. That all the you know all pros and Pro Bowls that don't mean nothing to me. Is I mean he's a good player for sure. Um, he's got a good tape and got got a lot of good measurables and. Um, he's deserving of the attention that he's gotten for sure since he's been in the league. But the bringing up the first team All Pro and all that, like you got to you got to line it up every snap at the end of the day. So the the past accomplishments and stuff don't mean anything, you know, for anybody, but um, especially in this instance. You guys, last week was kind of a condensed week with everything that happened. Now that you have a, a full week here, do you anticipate maybe some more changes to the office or more wrinkles that you guys can put in? Um, yeah, we won't we won't change up too much, but obviously you'll watch the tape and then adjust based off who you're playing against and uh, try to put a good plan together to, to attack them. So I'm sure we'll. I mean, for the most part, we it's about the same anyway. You come in on Wednesday. We came in on Wednesday. We started with the game plan and everything last week, so it's not going to be much different. You talked about uh, playing with emotion, not being sustainable going forward. Uh, I guess what is sustainable and what are the things you kind of aim to to get yourselves ready that is sustainable? Well, I mean. It's sustainable if you know how to, you know, manage it and, and use it correctly. But um, we just, I mean, the, the thing that's sustainable is just our, our, our attitude and our energy and, and our focus moving forward as a team. And I think, you know, all those pieces are, um, are in place right now. It's just a matter of just keeping that going and, and keeping everybody positive, you know, in the midst of adversity. Um, you know, not everything's going to go as smoothly as it did last, last week. So just understanding that and then doing something about it when you have the opportunity. Aiden said, uh, you know, he's learning how to be a pro quite a bit with you. What do you see from him right now, you know, getting ready for the Jets? I mean, he's he's he just continues to, to show the just the right way. I mean, he's the way he takes care of his body, um, his attention to detail. He's here early, he's here late, um, you know. So it's, it's, uh, it's impressive to see because, you know, it's, it's been a lot of things, a lot of distractions in, in the way. And, He's been, you know, one of the most focused people probably in this building since the beginning and just waiting on his opportunity and uh, not praying on anybody's downfall, but just, you know, there in, in the event that his number gets called. And, you know, it, it has a couple times and he's answered. So he's, he's got a lot that he's done to feel confident about moving forward. He's got to stay with it. Locker room after there was you, Josh, Max, giving out game balls to the afternoon. How unique was that for, for guys around like you and just how cool was it? Yeah, it was cool. It was definitely different for, for me to do that. Um, done it before with Matt LaFleur, um, you know, at the beginning of his career with uh, with the Packers. Um, but, you know, being in that situation, obviously it was a lot of energy in that locker room. So it was deserving. It wasn't just a charity thing we were doing. You know, guys played well, and Aiden stepped up. He took control of the offense, took control of the huddle, and he was locked in all week. And, uh, you know, immediately as soon as he knew he was the guy um, moving forward, uh, you know, you could you could see that ownership and that uh, that confidence that that's in there. And I actually talked to him. We were walking out of the game, or walking out of the the locker room together, um, heading over to see our families. And I just kind of told him that, man, you got a confidence and a swagger out there that's is different. It's not loud. It's not you know showboating and stuff like that. But it's just a, a sense of I belong. And he certainly does. So it's, it's good that he's got that. What kind of impact does Max have, not just on the defense but the entire team from a leadership leadership standpoint? Um, yeah, from a leadership uh, stand, standpoint or whatever word that was. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't say it. Yeah. No, he's, he's a great leader. And, um, I mean, he's, he's the ultimate lead-by-example guy. I mean, he, he does everything um, the right way as far as his process and the way he goes about um, just being locked in, in in meetings, you know, verbally speaking to the team and, 
really in every single way. I mean, he's, he kind of embodies what it means to be a captain. And he pushes me, you know, in times where, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm on a drought or whatever, and, and it's, it's kind of hard to, to get going, you know, myself. I, I just go out there sometimes and watch him. And I told him actually today, you know, I'll stand up and watch him when, on the sideline when they're out there. And, you know, it'll, it'll give me some juice just seeing how hard he plays. And for him to be as good of a player as he is and, and to have that motor and that type of tenacity and intentionality with what he does, I mean, it's really unheard of. I don't think I've ever seen it. Um, you know, I've, I've seen it from guys like Aaron, but, you know, the, the strain is different for a quarterback than it is for a, a defensive player. And, um, you know, it's, it's definitely fun to watch. Do you feel like, you know, Max getting the, the team cigars and everything, that's kind of reestablishing what this franchise was about, kind of rebel identity, do, do your own thing, not, not as corporate as maybe other teams. And what do you think of all that in the culture. The well, I don't look at what the, the cigars thing as something that's not as corporate. I mean, it's it's definitely different in the middle of the season. But at the end of the day, you know, we don't we don't this this building and, and anybody that's dealt with the type of adversity that we have this year and just the ups and downs and all the negative attention and a lot of drama and stuff. Um, you know, they'll never understand what, what what why we had that feeling and why it led to cigars being, you know, lit in the locker room. Obviously, not everybody agrees with it, but, you know, we you can't you won't last in this league if you care too much about what other people think and how they feel about what you do you're not a part of this team um you know it's it's going to be hard to understand why it was necessary to happen you know we're not going to light up cigars every single week but um you know based off of the changes that were made and you know the way that this team rallied together um it was definitely warranted for for something like that to happen and uh now we just got to make it make it normal that way we don't have to light cigars in the locker room after you know regular season wins There you go, Devontae Adams at the Intermountain Health Performance Center right there uh, at the podium. And, of course, the locker room was open as well. But uh, we'll hear from Aiden O'Connell in just a little bit. But, uh, you know, a couple of notes of what Devontae had to say. You know, I thought that what he said at the end about the cigar lighting thing and saying, you know, we're not going to make that a habit. Uh, hopefully it becomes a habit of just winning so they don't have to do what they did. But it was a big deal with the week that they had, uh, you know, had, had in front of them all the changes that they had and going out there and having that new found energy and excitement and, you know, having the wind that the, the style that they did it. I mean, there was, there was a lot of reasons to celebrate. It wasn't necessarily celebrating a, a regular season win, but it was just celebrating a, a fact of there was a lot to like about the team in general, what they were doing as a collective, as opposed to what they had been doing before. And so it was almost one of those sigh of relief type situations. So uh, I, I, had no problem with it. I thought it was pretty cool going into that locker room following uh, the game and seeing some of those guys still, you know, smoking on the cigar, got the so cigar smoke in the air. And, you know, we were standing outside the locker room. We could smell it. We're like, okay, uh, there's cigars uh, lit up in there, and, and that's cool. And, you know, to hear Max Crosby say that, you know, he, he, he did it intentionally. He wanted to get it for the guys. And I, I thought that that was cool and really helped bring all those guys together as well. And, again, it's not something that you're going to hear or see each and every week, but it's just something that they needed for that week. And I said, uh, Aiden O'Connell, I thought I liked the, the sound that he, Devontae had about Aiden and what he brings to the table and talked about the swagger where it's not a cocky or a, you know, just showing out type type way or showing off type way, but just, uh, he's got that confidence, right? And that goes a long way. He's got eight more games to play and who knows what he can, you know, what kind of role he can carve out with this team in the long term. But, uh, clearly he's not, he's not shying away from the big lights and the big moments in this Sunday Primetime action at Allegiant Stadium is going to be the big lights. But uh, here's Aiden O'Connell at the podium as well at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. 
A lot of people are talking about and pointing out your game management at the line of scrimmage, you know, sort of calling out the lines, the, the blitzes coming and whatnot. It's all out of, on film. Where does that kind of come from? Is that a part of the game that you enjoy? Um, definitely. You know, I think it's um, it's hard to do, but it's, you know, solving problems, and I, I enjoy, you know, trying to solve problems. I think um, the coaches do a really good job of preparing you for that. I remember even back in OTAs, Bo um, challenging me with, hey, what do you do if it's blitz zero? And we have a normal run play. Like he could, he probably told me that exact play and that exact run. What would you do against Blitz Zero back in May when I first got here? And back then I didn't know what the heck he was talking about. But um, it's cool, you know, to see that um, it's come full circle. And you know, the coaches trust me, and they've you know instilled confidence in me and the guys as well. So the fact that it's not just you, you now have to articulate it, and other guys have to pick it up. So all being on the same page and having that trust. Um, you know, what, what's that like in terms of that trust factor that everybody's hearing what you're talking about and doing what you're asking them to do? Yeah, I think it comes from practice. You know, I've, I've seen the guys up front do that from, you know, when I got here till now, also training camp and beginning part of the season. So I know when I um, come in, it's my job to, you know, just try to continue that and try to be as clear as possible for them. Because, you know, like I said, the guys up front have a tremendous job. They have, you know, such a hard job to do and every play they're fighting their butts off. And so I can try to make the game as easy as I can for them. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, it takes, a, it's a whole team effort. It takes everybody being on the same page. And um, again, that comes a lot from practice and, and film work. Aiden, you're a guy that, I mean, I, you're from my, my neck of the woods. You were headed to Davenport and now all of a sudden you're in the NFL and you're, you're a starter in the NFL. I'm curious, has it hit you yet? Or that, okay, this is my team now. Um, you know, I'm just trying to take it a day at a time. I, I say often, I think every day has enough of its own to worry about, and I'm trying to execute that practice and make sure I know um, what I'm doing and make sure I'm, you know, just staying up and doing my job. And so um, I think there's a time to reflect, and I think I definitely want to reflect and be grateful because, you know, I, I've wished to be here for a long time, but at the same time, it's a, there's a task at hand you have to execute, and so I'm, I'm mostly focusing on that. You made several adjustments and some audibles on Sunday. I'm just curious about your comfort level now with what Bo's doing. Yeah, I think, like I said, Bo does a great job of preparing you for that. I think we knew the Giants were going to give us you know, different looks, and they're going to throw a few different things at us. And so throughout the week, that's dialogue that we had, um, and there's even a couple plays that I made checks and we didn't execute. And so um, you know, there's always room to improve. There's always things you can work on, and you know, I think that's what we're trying to do. I know you guys got dialed into the Jets uh, starting today, but uh, did you get, give yourself a chance to watch them a little bit on Monday night? What did you say? Uh, yes, you know I was um, de- definitely watching. They're they're a great team, great defense. Um, they got playmakers at all three levels and uh, veteran guys, young guys that are um, just really dynamic players. And so it's going to take a lot of execution from us. We really got to know what we're doing. They're going to you know do what they do, and they're going to do it you know with high intensity and try to push us back and create turnovers and things of that nature. So we have to be locked in every play. Um, you know every play in the NFL is super important, and I, I think you know throughout practice we have to focus on that and, and continue that to the game. Your linemen have been joking a lot with you about your age, and uh, Greg Van Roten says, I don't know if you can call him a rookie at that age. Are you enjoying the camaraderie you have with those guys? Uh, definitely. You know, I think um, this is a, a new situation for me. Obviously, I was by far the oldest guy in the college locker room, and so to be you know, one of the younger guys um, in this locker room and obviously to have a much um, larger age span is pretty cool. And so it's it's been fun to be with guys from different walks of life, different um, seasons in their life, but all coming together to, you know, play the same game and try to execute the same way. So it's been a lot of fun. Those guys have been awesome for me since I've been here and especially in the last, last week. 
Jacobs is probably a guy you knew about and watched before you're in the NFL, but now you've been uh, here with him for a few months. What, what, what stood out or impressed you the most about working with him? Yeah, I think, you know, we talk about in our quarterback room, JJ's a unique running back. He's very vocal. Um, he's not afraid to ta- challenge guys. He's not afraid to challenge himself and hold himself accountable. And I think, you know, to have a running back um, who works super hard and obviously led the league in rushing last year to come in and work as hard as he does in practice, um, to, you know, want to communicate as much as he does. He, he really cares about the details, and that's one thing I, I really admire from him. He's, a, he's really a professional, and, you know, I've learned a lot from him. The offensive production slowed down considerably in the second half on Sunday. Was that just a matter of the fact of where the score was in the game at that time, or was there something that showed up in the tape that you guys did not make the adjustment on to counter their adjustments? You know, I think um, we, we were ahead, so we wanted to use good clock management. But at the same time, I think we, we could have done a better job executing. Um, you know, we obviously ran the ball well, and um, J.J. did a great job. Offensive line did a great job. But I think, you know, yeah, there's definitely room to improve. Um, we got to continue to push to have a, really a perfect game is what we're looking for. And we played well, but there's still things to work on. And so, yeah, I think, you know, as long as there's mistakes out there, we have things to correct and um, things to try to get better at. Most guys get the summer to work on building relationships with the receivers, lots of passing in the offseason. You didn't play in coming into camp. You were the third string guy. How's that coming with getting the reps and getting with those guys and building that rapport? Yeah, it's, you know, it's been cool to actually be the guy out there that's throwing the passes. I think, you know, I try to learn a lot from watching and um, unfortunately was on the bench a little bit in college and had to learn that way as well. And so I think I've, you know, tried as my best to get good at getting mental reps and being on the sideline and things of that nature. And so being out there, you know, those reps are, are priceless. You get a feel for the timing and as many times as you see it, um, you know, being able to go out there and actually do it is huge. So it's been a lot of fun. One more thing on Josh. I think uh, after the game, AP said that he's kind of the heartbeat of your offense. He thinks everyone takes on a different demeanor when, he, when he's running as hard as he can. Did, did you kind of feel that in the opening drive, especially? Definitely. Um, JJ is, like I said, he's a super hard worker. He was, you know, very vocal before the game to the entire offense about um, what we need to do, what we need to do to execute, and more than just the X and knows the passion and the energy is going to take. And, you know, he does a lot of times set the tone for us. Um, like I said, challenges, got, challenges different guys, challenges himself. Um, so JJ has been, like I said, just a super hard worker and a, a super um, awesome leader for us. Aiden, uh, what's it been like with Devontae Adams thus far? Yeah, Devontae has been awesome for me. He's, uh, you know, soft-spoken a lot of times, but, um, you know, he definitely can get intense and, you know, he's an um, ultra-competitor who loves to win. I think more than anything, I've I've admired how much, um, how, how hard he goes at practice. It was not something that I, I expected and, you know, he is always out there at practice running routes as hard as he can and, um, you know, it, there's a reason that he is who he is because he, he you know, prepares um, and he cares about the game a lot. And so Devontae is, is obviously a dynamic player, you know, a super unique talent at, at wide receiver. But I think more than that, I, I think I've learned more from him off the field in terms of what it takes to be a pro, um, watching film, taking care of your body, um, challenging guys, like I've said before. So he's he's been awesome. You talked about how much your faith plays a role in your confidence to perform, you know, in the position. Did you take any inspiration at all last season from Brock Purdy? Uh, same faith, you know, unheralded late round guy who had to come in for Jimmy and, uh, you know, did his thing. Did, did you take any inspiration from that? Definitely. You know, definitely. I think Brock's story is awesome. I, I think um, pretty much everybody knows it by now. And, and you know, um, he deserves that because it, it's an awesome story. And, you know, he's he's been vocal about what he believes in and, you know, what gets him through the day, what he enjoys and what's hard for him. And so, 
Um, I think just being able to hear that from him and someone who's, you know, he played an NFC Championship game. He's had a lot of success even just in his first year, first couple of years. And so, yeah, he's he is definitely an inspiration to me. I look up to him. I got to meet him when we uh, practiced against them in the preseason. And so that was that was really cool. But he's he's a great guy. There's Aiden O'Connell right there at the Raiders uh, practice facility, the Intermountain Health Performance Center. And uh, you heard him talk about a lot of different subjects there. Uh, but sounds so he sounds the part. He really does. I mean, you don't hear him sounding like a rookie that's only had two career starts. That's for sure. He sounds the part. Uh, you know, he's got to go out there and play the part, which he did a good job of on Sunday. He's going to have a tough task coming to town with the Jets and that defense. He knows it. The team knows it. They've got to figure out how to adjust and how to, you know, not put the same thing out there on film because, well, the Jets and that defense will be able to exploit that and, and really try to slow that down. So they're going to have to make some counter moves. But, uh, expecting that the, the team, the coaching staff, the players are all ready to go ahead and make those moves. 428 is the time. We'll come back. We'll uh, we'll hear from you, 702-365-9200. Plus, we got a ton of text on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Plus, Antonio Pierce, he met with us earlier today. Got a few sound bites from him. Got a lot to get to here on Radio Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas-area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at PortaSubs.com. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I went on a rant earlier about the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> and my guy Adam hit me up on Twitter, at boyq 254 You can also hit us up on r 920 am on Twitter. Don't ruin Christmas again, especially Santa. Last time I barely turned the station and hope kids didn't hear. <laughs> this is Unnecessary Roughness. I didn't say anything about Santa. I was talking about the Hallmark Channel. Here's your boy Q. Q. Vegas Pete said, too bad Chucky can't show up on Hallmark Channel and start stabbing people shopping at the mall. That's on the don'tbebroke.com text line. Vegas Pete's like me. He ain't he ain't about that life. He also said, I'm right there with you about the holidays. The only good thing about him is sports. He also said, I'll take your ham. Too bad Hallmark doesn't have families getting murdered, murdered during those movies. That got really dark. <laughs> I was actually going to say, I, I will also take the ham. I will take all of your leftovers. That is funny. That is funny. Mailman Raiders said, only Hallmark movie I'd watch is where one kid who rode the bench in high school grows up to be an amateur wrestler and tries to win over his high school crush named Kayla during a Christmas high school reunion. I don't know where the the idea came from, but it sounds like a Christmas movie. That is funny. Do you get that reference at all? No. Okay. Juan used to tell us a story. Oh, God. Oh, no, now I got it. DeMond used to tell us a story about when he was some stud basketball player back in high school where he was a captain of his team, which we knew he was not. Didn't Adam Hill look that up and proved it to not be true? I proved it not to be true when I had Kayla on the air and I asked her, hey, DeMond said he was a great basketball player in high school and he was a captain, and she said, I've never seen him on the basketball court. I never remember him playing, and that's his in air quotes, best, best friend. friend. Yeah, so there's that. That's funny. So Devon took a stray. All right. Oh, it's he brought that on himself though. Oh yeah, fair enough. He brought that on himself. Got a text from the 707. This Hallmark thing going on is getting interesting. <laughs> in air quotes. That's a shout out to uh, to Ari. 
Uh, Sal and Selma said Q. It's Sal from Selma, Cali. Yee. I'm 100% with you on the Hallmark and Lifetime Movie Network movies. Ooh, Lifetime's worse. My mother-in-law watches religiously, and sadly, the apple didn't fall far from that tree. Love Thanksgiving, but Christmas doesn't start till de- December 1st. Oh, by the way, I woke up, and my wife decorated the house and put up the Christmas tree the day after Halloween. Couldn't be mad after I seen the ESPN update on Josh McDaniels being fired. LOL. That's funny. Trees up, decorations up after Halloween. We've got to have some parameters to this thing, right? I mean, we haven't even allowed Thanksgiving to breathe. Or I don't know, breathe. you haven't even allowed Thanksgiving to arrive, let alone breathe. Can we, can we, can we not wait? And I've seen, and you know, it's not just people. It's stores. It's outlets. Like, they start advertising Christmas, like, presents and decorations, I don't know, around September. It's like football season's back. Guess what's right around the corner? Christmas. Not really. Not really. We got some time. I mean, we got Hanukkah literally in the middle of there. And I don't see anybody advertising that right away, do they? No. no. Exactly. Exactly. It's the cash cow. That's all it is. At the end of the day, it's one big cash cow. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I will say one time, and I may have told this story before, uh, the wife wanted me to put up some some Christmas lights at the house when we still lived in Texas, and she chose about 45 minutes before kickoff oh. to, to have me do that. <laughs> Those are getting thrown on the roof. It's so, it was so funny. She was like, well, and it wasn't really a big, it wasn't really a, a lot of area. It was really just like the porch. It was really a small area of, of you know, the house. And I go, what do you want me to do with those? And she's like, well, can you, want to put, can you help me put them up? And I was like, right now? <laughs> like, kickoff is coming up pretty soon, like in 45 minutes. Yeah, we'll just put them up real quick. I was like, like right now. Like, we're, we're being serious. We're talking about right now, right now. Like, right now before kickoff. Yeah, yeah, we can do it. And then I realized that she was serious. Like, I thought she was just joking. <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously, I thought she was just joking at first. And I was like, oh, wow, she's really serious. Okay. And so then at that point, you know, I kind of had attitude. And I was like, all right, yeah, we'll do this real quick. So I went out there dragging my feet like, you know, people that don't want to do things drag their feet. I did that. And then at that point, she was like, okay, never mind. I don't even want you to do it. It's okay. And then at that point, I thought I was going to be the cool guy. And I was like, no, I'm fine. I'll do it. Let's go. Let's just hurry and put it. Let's put them up. It's fine. Kickoff's coming up. And at this point, it's like 30 minutes. I was like, all right, let's go. Hurry up. So the very first time I tried to attempt to put them up, I, like, did the little string around the nail. And it, and it slipped and it missed. And it may have missed because I didn't really – secure it very tightly which was on me and of course the bulb fell and it broke <laughs> and you know one light bulb breaks it's a wrap right nothing works and so she's like all right never mind this is a done deal we don't i don't want anything to do with that go ahead and go watch watch the game and she's like i'll never do that again so she didn't so there you go <laughs> it's not my fault <laughs> certain things i'm really good at certain things i'm just not sir whiskey ray said q will you gladly accept my invitation to just hang and watch the hallmark channel Sincerely, Pumpkin Pie. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. No. No, I will not. I will not. Every once in a while, I'll be sitting there and they'll be on the TV and, and I won't change it just because I'm I'm so oblivious to it. Like, I'm just whatever. I don't even worry about it. And the wife's like, oh, man, you haven't changed the channel yet. And I was like, I didn't even realize it was even on. It's, uh, it's like Sylvia said earlier when she joined the show. They're all the same. It's all the same. She said they package them differently. They really don't even package them that much differently. Right? It's like a bag of chips. They're not really packaged differently. They just have different colors on the outside, and they're called something different. That's it. They still got chips on the inside. Right? It doesn't matter if you get Doritos Cool Ranch or you're getting, like, whatever the store brand Cool Ranch are. They're still Cool Ranch. Still got the same basic Dust. concepts. They've, they've been dusted with yeah, the exactly. same they're basic dusted. Now, some are better than others. Don't get me wrong. Some are better. Some the dust is a little bit 
more flavorful. But at the same time, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Let's go out to the phone lines, man, at 702-365-9200. Mark, New Jersey, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Thank you. I just wanted to let you know I'm making my first trip out there. Uh, nice. I'm leaving and coming out tomorrow, and uh, hopefully I won't be in um, on a plane full of Jet fans. So I'm just letting you know I'm coming out, and I hope to see everybody in the crew and meet everybody um, instead of having to hear me on the phone all the time. So <laughs> I'll see you in a few days, man. All right, brother. Hey, safe travels. It's good to hear from you. And uh, if you come out and you're here in time on Saturday night at the Rockstar, a lot of Radio Nation will be there. I know Vinny will be uh, hosting an event at the Rockstar. He does it there. It's free to get in. And so you can go by and have a good time. And I may make an appearance depending on uh, what we got going on on Saturday. But, uh, yeah, man, just definitely come on by. But if, if I don't catch up to you there, make sure you come by the torch, the Coors Light Landing in Allegiant Stadium. I'll be there doing the pregame, pregame show, which is called Q's Kickoff. It's about three hours before kickoff. And then I'll pass the sticks on to JT the Brick and Eric Allen for the official pregame show. And uh, EA is great. You know, you want to take pictures with him, just chop it up with him. Uh, he's awesome. Make sure you uh, make sure you do that and uh, check out Allegiant Stadium. And then also, uh, as Jared just pointed out, make sure you come by Buffalo Wild Wings if you're in town early on Friday as well. Uh, Horizon Ridge Road is where I'll be. That's in uh, Hendo in Henderson. So uh, come on by and hang out. We'll tell you more about that later on. So there's a lot to get to, a lot of opportunities to meet and greet with not just me, not just Vinny, not just JT and EA, but all of Raider Nation. Uh, it's going to be a good time to be a good time. Sunday Night Football, looking forward to it in prime time. Uh, Pete from Carolina, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Q, how are you? I'm blessed, man. How are you? I'm doing well, and I'm blessed as well. And I'm a little concerned that there might be some foreshadowing going on here. You're talking about the Hallmark Channel. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. And what I mean is, you know, going way back in 1968, the Raiders played the Jets in a 4 o'clock game. That was the Heidi Bowl. Yep, (laughs) yep. I would hate I would hate for something to happen on Sunday night as amped up as the Raider Nation is. Yeah. And, uh, so I'll, I'll, be, I'll be looking out for that. But I, I wanted to, if I may, Yep. Um, I'm reading a great book by Peter Richmond. I don't know if you've read it. Uh, other Raider Nation fans, I'm sure some have. Uh, Badasses, The Legend of Snake, Food, Dr. Death, and John Madden's Open Raiders. I haven't read it, but I'm writing it down right now. I will. Okay, and there's a couple of passages in here. I just want to – just a couple of things I want to highlight. And you'll know where I'm going with this. Okay. I was glad, says tight end Ted Qualick, to play for a coach that treated you like a man, not like a kid. To many, it went further than that. You thought of him as one of the guys, says Willie Brown, echoing the oft-repeated mantra, not necessarily as one of the coaches. I liked him. Madden tells them – this is what John Madden says. Madden tells me now, telling Peter Richmond, as if he wouldn't be, it wouldn't be self-evident or given. I liked all my players. I made a point of talking to every player every day. I'd walk up and down the locker room to talk to them. They'd come in going into training because I liked them. They were my friends. They're people. When you start thinking, how do you treat them? You're thinking about, you're thinking about it too much. You just need to be normal. And, and what's interesting in the book, John Madden had three rules. His rules were show up on time, pay attention, and play like hell on Sunday. Right. And, you know, and, and all these things kind of resonate when you think of Antonio Pierce. You know, I, I listen to a lot of people on a lot of different radio venues or podcasts or whatever. And, you know, this word expert gets thrown around too much. And although he's not an ex- uh, excuse me, uh, this man played at the highest level of the NFL. 
Um, I think if anyone's an expert about the game and how the game's played and how you go about the game, I think he he, he, he exemplifies that. Yeah. You know, and, and one other thing I'll say is, and I'm and I'm grateful. I, I was the one that called for a long time about Coach Bisacci, about Rich Bisacci getting the job, and, mm-hmm. and no one wanted to hear that. But I'm glad what Rich Bisacci did, in my opinion, will pave the way for the owner to make a decision on this head coach yeah, and on this general manager to look at it and say, hey, look at how our players responded. And we know that the jury's out still at this point, but it's a matter of how you go out and compete and how you go about your business and the enthusiasm you bring to an organization. So many of us are so excited. I've been a fan since the 60s, and I've been so, so excited um, as the turn of events that have taken place here. So I, I just kind of wanted to, I wanted to throw a couple of those things out there. And, and one other thing I'll say is, this is another thing that this is out what Al Davis said. And I hope, uh, I hope Mark Davis is listening. Those players needed someone who would lead them, but not demean them. Davis okay. told me, yep. not drive them. Yeah. They could win without that. He had a special talent at that. I mean, that's what he was talking about John Madden when he was 32 years old. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And, yep. and so, you know, capturing that, I think that would be a um, – and I think everything that we're hearing is great. And, of course, we have a real big contest this weekend against the Jets. Their defense is really good. And uh, their offense has had its struggles. But, you know, we're actually very similar. We're sort of mirror images in terms of our record. And, you know, their next game is the Bills. Our next game is going to be the Dolphins. So it, it's a, it's a this is going to be a great game. Uh, I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. Absolutely. Hey, good stuff, Pete. Good stuff. Thanks so much for that. I do appreciate you. Yeah, I mean, look, and I I don't want to put the cart before the horse. I've I've said that multiple times. Uh, The last time the Raiders hired a linebacker coach to be the head coach, it worked out pretty good. Right now, Antonio Pierce is only the interim head coach right now, so like I said, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. But what I see from his leadership, what I see from the way he carries himself in press conferences – uh, what I hear from him as far as his message to the players and, and, you know, even the way, and again, this is not patting myself on the back for the question, but the way he paused and had a, a sense of give a damn to answer the question the way he did when I asked him about, you know, what he wants his team to be known as, the way he paused, put his head down and waited and thought about it before he answered, that just shows, like I said, a level of give a damn. Like, I'm not just going to throw this away. It's not just a cookie-cutter answer. This is something that means something to me. That goes a long way. And if that's what I'm seeing in the press conference, if that's what you're seeing on YouTube or you're hearing through the radio or wherever you pick up, you know, what, what, what he's saying, only imagine what those players in the locker room are hearing and feeling and being connected with when it comes to Antonio Pierce. One, one more quick thing, and then we'll take a break. When he gave his the victory speech after Sunday's game against the Giants, and he was talking about uh, what they did, and you know, and, and, and giving them props. If you look at the video, and you can go to Raiders.com and see it, look beyond Antonio Pierce. Look at the guy standing next to him, and who that is. It's Devontae Adams, and the look that Devontae had in his eyes as he could not keep his eyes off Antonio Pierce. He was locked in with them, and he had that look of yes, yes, coach, yes, and. And even, you know, like he was co-signing what he had to say. 
to know that your star wide receiver is that locked in with what the, the coach was saying, that goes a long way. Again, I can't describe it well enough for you to understand exactly what it looked like, but just the look alone meant a ton. If you go check it out, go check out Raiders.com, or you can pull it up on Twitter uh, at the Raiders. They, they have the video out there. Uh, it's only about a minute long or so, but it's, it's powerful if you look beyond Antonio Pierce and focus in on Devontae Adams and his eyes and the way he's looking at Coach Pierce tells you all you need to know. 4.47 is the time. We'll take a quick break, come back, close out the show. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Yep, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Jared put his uh, finest work in on his final day before Ari returns. Tomorrow, I'll tell you what, Ari better come with all hip-hop all day. It better come with some inspiring stuff. I don't want to hear a jingle. I don't want to hear a bell. I don't want to hear a dingle. I don't want to hear a dong. I don't want to hear none of that stuff. Christmas and Hollis. Got it. Yeah, but I don't want to hear even the Christmas part. I don't want to hear none of that stuff. Mess around with me. We're all going to be working on Christmas. (laughs) We're going to do shows all day, 24 hours. Oh, you know what? The Raiders play on Christmas, as a matter of fact. So there's that. And they play your Kansas City Chiefs. How about that? I probably will be working on Christmas. Though. Yeah, I think you probably will. I think you just signed yourself up for that day, brother. The last three hours just said, hey, Q, you need a volunteer? I'll do it. Yep. 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 I'm glad you waved that big flag and said, <laughs> I got this. I got this. What better way to celebrate Christmas than have a Kansas City Chiefs fan in the studio Running the Raiders game so everyone at Raider Nation can hear it on Raider Nation Radio 920 just to hear the Chiefs lose in their home, right? It's, it's a home game for the Chiefs, right? I don't know if – I can't remember. I, I, I figured – I can't remember either. Uh, shame on me. But, yeah, either way, that would be a great Christmas gift for all of Raider Nation. I mean, especially uh, – well, and I don't even celebrate Christmas, so it's one of those. <laughs> where... Sign them up! <laughs> Sign him up. No, well done. That was I set myself up for failure. So well done on uh, on all day making my life miserable, sending me through uh, the the memories of the Hallmark Channel. I'm not mad. That was actually really good stuff. Got a couple texts I want to get to before we wrap up the show on this Wednesday. John, uh, Josh in the six one nine said, "Q, I want the Raiders to be feared again. I want teams to see us and think that's going to be a tough game." Not, oh, yeah, this is our get-right game. I want us to get back to where we'd be respected as a football team by the media, opposing fans, et cetera, where teams come in our stadium and know it's going to be loud, and this is our home field, not theirs. Love the show, Q. Let's keep this energy rolling. And side note, may even steal a game for Kansas City and Miami. Who knows? The Super Bowl's in Vegas. We can't let the Chiefs get there if we have anything to say about it. That's Josh in the 619. And Yeah, man, again, it, it would be it'd be great for the Raiders to, to get that culture and get it recreated and get back to, you know, where they were the, like uh, like uh, our guy Pete called and said, the badasses, right? Uh, and do it their way. You know, Gangster Raiders said, do it our way. I like that. You know, just get back to that. Now, of course, you have to do it within the realms of the, you know, the rules. Uh, a lot of things have changed since the time when the Raiders were dominant, but at the same time, you can still do it your way. Uh, I think Antonio Pierce knows that. Um, a lot of his colleagues that formerly played with them, they knew they had a good idea he was going to win that game on Sunday. His team was going to win that game. He was going to lead them to a victory. And they all said that he's going to do it his way because that's who that's who AP is. So I'm looking for the second version of it. I'm looking for uh, this upcoming Sunday, man, Sunday night football against the Jets to see what it looks like. Once he, these te- this team goes out there and plays with their hair on fire. 
like they did on Sunday against the New York Giants. We'll be back tomorrow at the same time, 2 to 5 p.m. It will not be the Hallmark, Hallmark Channel. It will be Unnecessary Roughness on Rare Nation Radio 920. Have a good night. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.